Welcome to Wrestling Goons Radio, the podcast from the IWC for the IWC, and this is Between the Sheets for June the 12th, 2016. My name is Anthony Hammett, and I'm the host of Wrestling Goons Radio, and I have Brian Copter with me. We will get to everything in a moment for the show. First off, though, we want to say we send our deepest condolences to the family and the friends of everybody in the Orlando shooting. It was very awful what happened last night. And we really hope that there's some changes and justice brought about. But until then, definitely, prayers go out to the family and friends. I want to thank everybody listening to us on Max Sports Channel at Power Station FM. And if you listen to us online, you can catch us at wrestlinggoonsradio.blogspot.com. And as always, check us out on all our social media and look for us on iTunes and Stitcher. Spine Wrestling Goons Radio and give us a like and a subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. Brian, buddy, welcome to the show. There's a lot to get into on the sheets this week, so go ahead and tell everybody where we're going to start at. Thanks for having me again. Uh, I was going to do it a little different this time. I wanted to start with NXT and the brand split. All right. But with their with their recent events, and again, I want on behalf of Wrestling Goons, we do send our condolences. Um, but since we are in Orlando. With Slammiversary, I figured we would get into that a little bit. A um, couple of things that were happening, some title changes, but one interesting fact, it's not breaking news, but we do have uh, Jinder Mahal who's backstage at Slammiversary tonight. Do you think Heath Slater feels like the odd man out right now? That's hard to say because you're speaking in terms of someone who's not in TNA, Who's in WWE? Would you feel like the outside man? I mean, no. Even though he is an outcast, this is all gimmick. No, this is true. Um, he would probably get more exposure the right way in TNA. Exactly, because they're sure not using him in WWE. I mean, if you had, I Keith think Slater he's on the and, next round of cuts. To be honest with you, I mean, if he's not, you know, he should be. Sorry to say, but and Bo too. I hate it, but Bo is next. That leads us kind of into where we should have started, but I wanted to get into the Slammiversary thing real quick. Let's go to TNA first, then we'll go back to NXT. Um. Well, no, that's that's pretty much all I had for TNA. But us talking about. Well, but we can go ahead because you know what, people aren't going to watch TNA anyway. I I need you to tell me. Do you know who this Sienna girl is? Because I'm honestly, I have no clue. I have no idea. I well, know. There's, a, there's a new women's champion, folks, and her name is Santa. So, uh, that's one thing I know. She beat Jade, and Jade does the package file driver, so I'm kind of upset that Jade lost, and she's hot, too. So. Yeah, but you get to make up for it later, because you'll have Gil Kim versus Maria Kanellis. Oh, they're going one-on-one tonight, huh? That's what I saw on the card. Oh, that's pretty good stuff, so... Uh, yeah, anytime I see Maria, that's always a win. Uh, there is a new X Division champ, and his name is Eddie Edwards. Are you shocked? Uh, I, I'm guessing David Richards is hurt. Are you aware of anything? I am not aware, as I don't watch TNA. Yeah, me either. Like, we're, I'm struggling here, folks. I don't, I don't I, watch it. I will, I will give TNA credit. They, they kind of struck my interest with the card. It did seem a bit stacked. That doesn't mean there are quality matches. They just put a ton of matches on their their card and i'm not too curious as to see how some of the matches ended i was cu- wanted to see the uh the jeff hardy 
Matt Hardy match just because the promos were ridiculous. In a bad way. In an awful way. Yeah, in a B-budget movie kind of bad way. I think B-budget is a little higher than what it was. I mean, it was on the Hardy Complex, and they probably used their own furniture. They used their cell phone. Like, you filmed it off their cell phone and uploaded it, kind of like we do podcasts before we edit them. I mean, either way, it wasn't, it doesn't seem like it would be that bad of a show. Well, let's I go ahead and to... talk about TNA, because as we discussed a while ago, before we went on the air, you informed me that the Harris Brothers and Billy Corgan are now investors with the Harris Brothers being majority owners. But the biggest catch of all is Dixon Carter is still in control. First off, Brian, how the heck did Dixon pull this off? And and you have a big rant as to why this is not best for business, TNA was. All I got to say is it must be fire, brother. But as far as uh, the changes that may come from this, it's not going to be anything different than what we're used to. You've got Dixie Carter, who was probably the primary reason that it's running like it is, as far as not paying the performers and not staying on budget so much to where they're in a tool shed, basically. You've got her in charge, and you've got all these people that are just forking over money to her, and... I just don't see anything changing from it. And I can't see that the Harris Brothers or Billy Corgan could benefit from this. And I love those guys to death. Don't get me wrong, all of them. But when Dixie Carter was getting unlimited runs from Panda Energy, and folks, if you don't know what Panda Energy is, or you don't know what their net worth is, go look at it, you'll be really shocked. I'm there to say he had more money than Vince McMahon. So if he wanted to spend on that level, they could have. But Dixie... With all the assets that she had at her disposable, can't run a wrestling company. God bless her. She's been trying since the 80s on independent circuits and such. And she thinks she's a wrestling promoter. And she's just not. And now apparently we're hearing that the boys are going to have their... All their top people are going to be signed. I don't know who they're considering their top people to be. But apparently they're all going to have long-term contracts. Brian, this is a company that was in their freaking warehouse, sir. Um, how are they still alive? Is there any answer? I mean, it's it's gotten to that point to where you have your, your diehard TNA wrestlers that are there to stay, and they feel like they're helping keeping that place alive. It's similar to the situation back when Paul Heyman was, you know, running ECW at the end right before it died. And I mean, you have people there like Tommy Dreamer that weren't even getting paid. They were just there because they loved that place so much. And it's probably hard for us to see why, but there are some wrestlers that I guess just love that place. And and I'm okay with that, but I also think they're in a situation like now. Having their guys go work Evolve and having their guys go work Rev Pro, like, that's smart business-wise. You're getting exposure, you're getting your people out there, and you're letting your guys work for other companies and making relationships out of it. I think they were had a bad business model when they didn't allow that up to, like, two years ago. 
So I just saw a tweet that Jeff Hardy won. Jeff Hardy, me and Matt Hardy, well, there was no title on the line, so I kind of expected that to happen. Yeah, he basically just, I don't know if it was a tables match or not. This is how much I don't pay attention Full to Metal TNA. Mayhem. Is that a new thing? Is I'm that like the asylum? Like a, I'm guessing it's going to be just like a street fight where weapons are everywhere. So. Uh, well, apparently Jeff Hardy won and uh, threw him through a table. Swanton. All right. Well, Jeff Hardy. We'll yes. Look. Speaking of Jeff Hardy, uh, he's actually gone on record to say that he wants to retire at WrestleMania. And not only retire WrestleMania, he wants to do it in a Hell in a Cell match. Is Jeff aware that we have a wellness policy? Um, he might be, but if he's breaking that wellness policy as he's t- you know typing that up, he probably doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I can verify that if you're doing the crap he's doing at TNA's budget, you're on something. So. Well, that's probably all they're paying him in. Yeah, exactly. He just has it waiting on him in the back. He's like, all right. I'm ready. Hold on. Do this line real quick. Sorry, Jeff. I hate to be slandering Jeff Hardy. Yeah, but I think you, you kind of crossed the line there. I did. Oh, that's another TNA pun. Oh, God. Okay. So, we're going to move on from TNA. We're on NXT. Apparently, we're getting ready for a boatload of call-ups whenever the draft comes up. Alpha Men, one of them, as Vince McMahon seems to be high on them. And we all know when Vince McMahon is high on somebody, they have to go on a huge losing streak. So Alpha dropped the title to the Revival, and they're also going to be putting over the Authors of Pain before going to the main roster. Are you okay with Alpha doing this little losing streak before they go, and is it their time? I don't know if it would really hurt them too much to lose. I mean... I don't know that I would be okay with them going on a losing streak. I'm but... a little upset that they spent six months building these guys up and they got a two-month title run. Like, that doesn't make me feel like they're impressive, you know what I mean? And, they, and we all know they are. Here, this will put it in perspective and make you feel a little worse. So you're welcome. This was their first title defense. And they lost. I mean, I saw them defend the title, so. So, I mean. They defended the title at my show. At where? At my live show. They didn't, actually. No, they didn't. They defended it. They, they, then they were, uh, Corey Graves and Tom Phillips were inaccurate in their Yeah, well, I mean, just because they weren't there doesn't mean anything. I saw it with my own eyes. All I know is that. Tom Phillips and Corey Graves said on TakeOver that night that that was their first title defense. Well, I can't disagree with Corey Graves normally, but I have to take issue with him because he, he's wrong. So. And there you go, Corey. Yep. I, I mean, you know what? We all know they're not counting live events. And that's whatever. Unless the Mojo wins the title, then it counts. So, uh, don't get me started. Far as the call-ups go, I... Alpha, is it their time? I feel like it is. You know, going back to what you said, I wouldn't agree with them going on a losing streak. Maybe a rubber match series where they won, each won one and, you know, Authors of Pain won the third match. That's fine. It's not a blowout. It's just that 
it makes the authors of pain look strong. I would like to see Alpha America or American Alpha on the uh, main roster. I think it would help liven up the roster completely because there's not a lot of guys other than the Usos that are fast paced like that. And I feel like we need that. So yeah, it's, it's definitely their time. They've, they put in so much hard work and time and to what they do. I mean, it's, they're great on the mic. They're great in the ring and together they, they should be unstoppable on the main roster. Do you think I'm overreacting when the first thing I read about Vince McMahon starting to look at NXT and you'll notice was being cringeworthy because I literally felt my skin just jump and crawl in a bad way at the thought of Vince McMahon getting a hold of these guys that Triple H bolding something so great and just doing the typical Vince McMahon thing and butchering the hell out of it. No, that's not overreacting. I mean, that's coming from someone who reportedly didn't care too much for it now all of a sudden you do but why do you care because you finally see that people are taking notice of it and are spending but this is the same guy says that he's still not impressed with Sami Zayn like really like what are you watching Vince I mean that's mainly because Sami Zayn is complete opposite of what attracts Vince McMahon to wrestling. And Vince McMahon thinks people like Batista and Roman Reigns, big guys, and that's not Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's not the guy that, you know, when he's done wrestling, Vince McMahon can talk him into starring in his next action film. Maybe he can. I think Sami's a great actor. I do too. I mean, I, I completely agree that he is. And... His little backstage segment with Owens and Ambrose when they were being interviewed um, at, at Raw. I mean, that was great. Yeah, yeah, Just they the, got they the, got good I don't know why Vince doesn't like him, but do you think Vince is in touch with a modern way wrestling should be? Because we all know, like you said, Vince is Vince and Vince likes what he likes. Do you think he's out of touch? Vince strikes me as if Vader was in charge of WWE. Yeah, we're ripping that the third week in a row. Oh yeah, it's time. It's time. Vader Vader and Brian Cena's really all. It's serious. Yeah, Vader's in his feels, folks. He's he's in his feels right now with Will Ospreay. We're waiting on you, Leon White. We're wrestling on radio and you come right on. Ball's in your court, sir. Brian, you go ahead and tweet that out to him when we're done here. So. Oh, I will. And I'm going to do a, a gif of Will Ospreay hitting that nasty uh, Vader bomb. Uh, oh, greatness. Yeah, but get on there. you got to check out the Will Ospreay imitation of Vader. It's great stuff. So, Brian, what do we got next on the uh, WWE card here? We got the brand split coming up, right, after Money in the Bank? Yeah, we got we got the brand split. Um, basically, trying to figure out where he's going to lead, if it's going to trickle down into the NXT roster, and if so, who's going to be affected, and how much change would be involved. I've heard that maybe they're going to be the people that are NXT draftees are going to kind of be like the minor leagues are, where like we're going to draft you. 
but you're still down there and we'll bring you up when we're ready for you kind of thing. I think that's how that's going to work. And I also heard that SmackDown is probably going three hours. Good or bad? I felt like maybe they could have <laughs> taken an hour off roll. I, I heard that SmackDown would probably be going three hours, and I saw this meme on Facebook. It was like, so SmackDown is basically Vince McMahon talking about the fans, and it says, you know, to the extent, so they don't watch SmackDown for two hours, so we'll just add a third hour. Right. But watch then, right? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to watch three hours of SmackDown unless you give me a brand split, because I guarantee you, you could pay me to watch SmackDown for two hours because it's the same stuff that I've seen from Raw that was three hours. Well, you're right about that, and the brand split ain't gonna make it where, you know, now you have to watch it, it's gonna be a fresh show. On top of that, uh, I also read that they're gonna do it, and when I read this, it's a great idea business-wise to where each month you're gonna have two pay-per-views, so you're gonna have two network specials where Raw gets one, and SmackDown gets one every single month. That means every two weeks we're going to have something big on the network, which isn't good. At the same time, Brian, you're looking at, on top of that, seven hours every single week of live in-ring wrestling action just from the WWE. As much as we love pro wrestling, is there too much of a product? Yes and no. Too much of a product would be trying to squeeze it into three hours and say this is one brand and then the very next night you have another three hours that's that's basically saying that we have too much that we we have more than we know what to do with so we're just going to give it to you and this is how we're going to do it you know it just it feels like it would be overkill does that make sense i mean it does but and the whole time i'm sitting here thinking why would they do it they need to make sure that twelve ninety nine package they sent out the uh, uh, survey for on the internet is uh, going to be acceptable because people are going to need to be able to watch the show in the very next day and not have to depend on watching it live because, as you said, dedicating three hours to your television sitting on your couch on a Monday night followed by a Tuesday night, that's asking a whole lot out of a wrestling fan. Oh, it is. I mean... We've got to a point now where our attention spans are not that long. And I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing, but when you go and watch a movie or you go you watch a TV show, you know, when it comes on TV, it's only an hour long at, at best. And even with commercials, it's 45 minutes, so... Well, I mean, how many people now do we talk to in the games or anything that are watching it the next day because they DVR it? And they say, well, why do you DVR it? Well, I can skip through the boring segments and I can skip through the commercials. They're not giving the rating to them and they're not watching the show. Yeah, if if they just focused on actually giving me some quality, the quantity wouldn't matter. And you think I that would... the brand splitting is going to do that, though? Because I feel like now they're finally going to be able to tell consistent stories that make sense with a focused roster, rather than have it like you said, this big pile of people that if Vince McMahon doesn't notice you, you're not on the show. If they can truly go to two separate companies and respect to behind the scenes, 
you know, different creative teams, different managers, I different have, wrestlers. I have heard too. That is exactly how I heard it. It'll work all the way down to the referees and the agents. So that's and neither I, here nor there, but that is what I'm hearing. I could be okay with that. I would be more okay with two hours of Raw and two hours of SmackDown. I, I, I do agree. I completely agree. I wish I just take it away. I feel like it's it's not a bad idea to have it three hours. Why not do it once a month? Like, give me a three-hour show in this once a month. Because I don't, also, I don't know if you saw this, and I, I kind of started noticing it in the, uh, ever since WrestleMania, but it didn't really dawn on me. Until I read it today, they've been slowly starting to go way past 11 o'clock. And by way past, I mean they've almost added almost a half hour onto their pay-per-views. Without telling us, really. They just kind of slipped it in. Yeah, I mean, there's... I feel like the problem that could you could run into with them being so long is, is not the weeks that the show's really good. It's the weeks where they don't have anything. So then you've got three hours of filler. And nobody's going to watch it. Yeah, like this so, last Raw, which was, we didn't do a podcast because it was awful. That was yeah, like I mean, the worst it, Raws I've ever seen in my life. It was just a bunch of guys sitting on ladders. Well, yeah, that was about the only real segment, other than the match they had later on. 30 minutes of the show was a Roman and Seth promo, a video package. And it was 30 minutes. And by the way, Vince, you're doing a really good job of making Rollins look like a hill. Yeah, thanks. I didn't know if anybody caught the sarcasm in that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all your great matches with uh, AJ Styles and the Burner Breaker, and yeah, awesome. But I mean, you know, maybe that's why he's not talking on TV. So, who knows? Maybe. I mean, that's like they're they're gonna like anything you say. Damn it! Don't say anything. They are, and they they showed that. They proved that by the fact that he didn't say anything, and they still cheered him. Yeah. I mean, they they booed him because they're supposed to, but they cheered him. Come on. I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, Roman didn't say anything, and when he did go to say anything, they booed him worse than they did Rollins, so. Damian Sandow locked up with Colt Cabana this past weekend, and as effective of August the 7th, he will be free of his WWE 90-day obligation. Brian, he ain't gonna be using the stunt double gimmick. Uh, are you shocked by this? And I see potential being overload because now he can do anybody he wants to do. I'm not entirely shocked, but I wasn't ex- you know I wasn't expecting him to use that. I thought it was kind of silly, but it looks like the uh, live crowd. You know, liked it. So he, from what I saw the video, he was the stunt double for uh, Colt Cabana. <laughs> so I every time, Colt Cabana. <laughs> he, he was uh, he was tagging with Cabana, and he was, from what I saw, I could be wrong, but from what I saw, every time Colt Cabana would make a move, offensively or defensively, he would mimic it. Oh, that's so but then there, but then there was a match with him and Colt Cabana went one on one too. Yeah, okay, so, uh, yeah, but, so you are kind of shocked by it, but not that really, and I think it's a great thing. Adam Rose using the party gimmick, are you shocked that he's doing that over Leo Kruger? I'm, I'm shocked that they haven't tried to just do something 
not I, I won't say original but different than what got them released I mean that's kind of yeah, how yeah, I feel they're, at this yeah point. they're probably using their they're just trying to live off of their old gimmick yeah and there's there's no sustainability there you're going to come out as a stunt double when the character or the gimmick that people wanted you to come back as was Damien Sendell yeah it's cute and it's funny that you're a sidekick or stunt double but where's that really going to get you we also with the horrible tragedy in Orlando we mentioned earlier there's somebody else in the hospital and that is Adam Cole who had to miss three shows this week and Hopkins and I think there was a couple of other ones that he did miss Minnesota was one uh, pneumonia, Brian. Uh, get well wishing definitely go to Adam Cole, maybe, and the Bullet Club. Or do you uh, think Adam Cole, once he comes back, is going to be in the running for that heavyweight title? Well, apparently, we see that uh, Adam Cole's not bulletproof. Oh, that's horrible. That's terrible. Yeah, you liked that one, didn't you? <sighs> yeah, I, I could see him going after the uh, the title. Especially with Bullet Club behind them. You've got somebody like uh, Jay Lethal who pretty much always uses outside interference to win. The guy never that I've seen him wrestle has won cleanly. So hey, it will be interesting. He made wrestling cleanly. Okay, for the title though? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the, was the night he won the title. Okay, well, well that's fine. But as a true heel... He has to keep the title by cheating. Yeah, I don't think he's going to meet Briscoe cleanly this coming up best in the world. From from what I've seen, there's a lot of people that would like to see uh, Briscoe back as champion. So. Yeah, well, that but that would I, make him the three-time ROH champion, and there's never even been a two-time one except for Jay Briscoe. Well, that actually leads me to my next question, because what I was going to ask you was if Jay Briscoe retains and uh, Adam Cole goes after him for the title they're both going to cheat to probably get the title to you retain you say lethal right yeah what did I say you said Briscoe but it's okay they're um, both Jay there you go so I was wondering if you have Adam Cole and Jay Lethal one on one and they both cheat. Who's going to be the heel? Who will come off as the face since the Bullet Club is so over right now with the crowd? I feel like Jay would still be the face because when you think back to the Colt Cabana match, they handcuffed Jay to the rope, and he took like nine kicks to the face. From that moment, I felt like once they tell that story, Jay, Jay Lethal's the face in that story. Okay, so you think that even all the even though all these bad things that Jay Lethal has done, that it wouldn't I, matter? Yeah, the rest of the crowd wants to love him anyway. I mean, just look at all the streamers that they throw at him. I can see that, and they like Truth Martini. Yep, it would it'd be an easy it'd be an easy switch for the simple fact that the other opponent is the Bullet Club. So another interesting aspect would be if Jay Briscoe was to regain the title because he has history with the Bullet Club. Correct. And he, at one point, held the New Japan Pro Wrestling Trios. Uh, sorry, I, I shouldn't call them trios. I guess that's Lucha Underground. Too many damn titles. They were the uh, never-open-weight six-man tag titles. Yep, correct. 
longest name ever. For and they lost him to like two different versions of the Bullet Club. So this is true. So if anybody's got history with the Bullet Club, that would it would be Jay Briscoe. That would be an interesting feud, though. I did watch last week when Sam Roberts had the uh, the Young Bucks and Adam Cole on his uh, interview, which was about an hour long and a great watch if you're interested. But Adam Cole said the moment he saw Anderson and Gallows and AJ walk out and saw the WWE was going to use the club, it was only meant more money for the Bullet Club. Do you think Adam Cole is right that the WWE using this is better for the Bullet Club, or do you think that the Bullet Club would be better if they didn't have the WWE riding their coattails? If the WWE does it right, it will work out to their benefit. But we've already been shown at this point that you don't necessarily need, you know, WWE using the moniker even loosely like they are to get them over because you've got people like Big E in the New Day who are basically taking shots every every week at the elite and the cleaner. Oh God, the broom! Kenny thing. Omega. I'm so shocked that not many other people have talked about the broom. And that's about as low blow of a low blow as you can throw. Yeah, I'm surpri- it makes it seem like people didn't get it. And if they didn't get it, I'd be real surprised. Yeah, if they didn't get it, then they don't know who Kenny Omega is. So. Yeah, I mean, especially if, if they're like a Bullet Club fan. I mean, you've got to know who Kenny Omega is, and you've got to know that he's called the cleaner. And Big E comes out, you know, you're probably wondering why I got this broom. Because I'm going to clean up. What? I guess you can call me the, the cleaner. cleaner. I could not stop laughing. I almost fell out my chair laughing. And then he sent out a tweet this week of Enzo turning around looking at him uh, at a Cracker Barrel because he ain't got no bootios. And the new day is looking at him outside. Brian, I really, really hope they do something with you because this guy is freaking hilarious. Did you see his tweet that he put out? Yeah, yeah, I saw the one where he said something about, uh, I saw the one to Alpha, did you see that one? No, I didn't. He was like, see you soon, American Alpha, and then it went dot, 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 and he said, I'm just kidding, I'm trolling, I know nothing. Wow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I seen the one that was some fan that talked crap to him. Saying that he never wants to see him on WWE TV again. And Big E says something to the extent of, you could uh, do naked squats on top of an upright broom for all I care. Oh, <laughs> my God. paycheck stays. He said, my paycheck stays the same. That a boy, Big E. Nailing it. That's <laughs> <laughs> my doing, man. Are him, between him and Owens right now, Twitter is a blast to go on. Poor Ryback, man, forgotten. Not good. Did, okay, come on. You didn't see the picture I put online, did you? No, uh-uh. All right, so there's a reason why I call Ryback Brokeback. Brokeback. <laughs> All right, why? And, and the joke's not meant to be insensitive as, as of light. But uh, you've got Ryback who is jokingly like proud of the fact that he takes low blows to win, which is weird. He's still talking about his his WWE matches from back when he was still employed. And he shows this close-up picture of him grabbing Braun Strowman's junk. 
Wow. And yeah. And he cropped the picture to where all you could see was him grabbing his junk. And he's like, the big guy takes any means necessary to secure a victory or something like that. And I'm like, okay. Uh, the big guy never won that many matches, so. I mean, he he pretty much just. And he damn sure didn't meet Braun Strowman that night, and even if he did grab his balls, so. It was a pretty uh, disturbing picture, but. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, uh, speaking of which, WWE and Braun Strowman, nice transition there, because that's how we're ending the show. The Wyatt family is getting ready to come back, possibly as early as tomorrow night on Raw. And all indications are pointing to where, and boy, my fingers are crossed, because I heard that they were going to be healed. But lately, uh, the latest talk is they are going to be a baby face. And they're going to be without Luke Harper. So, Brian... Is this the right thing for them to be face or heel? And is Luke better on his own, or did he need to be in the family? I would say that Luke Harker, Luke Harker, Luke Harper would be better on his own. And when he went on this little singles uh, run, became IC t- uh, champion. Even though it was around a really bad storyline where everybody went grabbing the belt and didn't belong to him type crap. Pretty much that, yeah. I remember that. Everybody kept like uh, stealing the title. I think Our Truth stole it at one point. Yep, Our Truth stole it like three times. That was horrible. Uh, I, I definitely would agree that he's better on his own. Would like to see him do his own thing, but still be associated with the family from afar. Maybe during the brand split. I know we've talked about this before that eventually it would be a good storyline to have Bray Wyatt as a face and Triple H as a heel. And then we discussed how we would make Triple H a heel. And because he's, you know, he's so liked by everybody because of NXT. If you made Luke Harper leave, but it wasn't on his own accord, and you said, hey, Luke Harper is going to another another brand, so he's going to be taken away from the family, that would kind of give you a a story that you could build off of at least and still have him associated with the family that would make him a face immediately when he goes to the next you know the next brand i think it's gonna make more sense if they don't split them as far first off i think the best thing it wouldn't be as you said would mean just to go ahead and split them up in the draft and then you don't gotta tell any story other than the fact that i'm on this show and you're on that show but as far as being a healer face, I feel like Luke Harper is going to be the guy that can maybe be the guy that takes out Eric Rowan and Braun Strowman. Like, they need a monster to oppose those monsters. And I think they realized that the best monster they had was in their group the whole time in Luke Harper. I could see that. That would make That would make sense. Would you do that after the brand split? Would you separate them like you said i mean they did that the first time anyway think about the story of god and the devil right the devil's youngest pro the devil with god's protege or what have you then one day the protege wants to step up and challenge the throne and i think that can be what they're doing here with luke and Bray. i know that's a huge analogy but i really think that's how they created it as far as Bray is this god-like figure and his strongest warrior has always been Luke Harper, and we've known that, and we also know that Luke is probably a better wrestler than Bray, and that's not really a secret either. 
Well, no, that's not a secret. If you've seen his independent work, I mean, he's he's definitely a better wrestler in terms of his movesets and his you know athleticism. But I think he could be a monster heel, do you? Because I really think Luke Harper could be a monster heel. He needs, you know, I need to see a little bit more of him on the mic to to say that's believable. But in terms of what kind of force he would bring, yeah. What if he didn't talk at all? Cause I feel like he'd be even more over if he didn't that. If everything was just the silent killer stuff. Let him talk with his eyes, because his eyes are his best asset. What would his motivation be? Whatever he wants it to be. Destruction. 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 Yeah. It's his name, right? The face of destruction. Maybe, maybe have, uh, if, if you had a, the reason why he was being sent to the other brand split to be because of somebody on Smack, say that, uh, would you put him on Raw or SmackDown? Let's put it that way. I, I'd put him wherever the Wyatts are, because like you said, I think that's just the best thing for right now. And then when you have the four big shows, that's where you have the cross-promotional brands where he's like, you know, I'm ready to go ahead and fight against my other friends. But that brings me to my question to you, uh, back to Bray Wyatt. Is it going to be best for Bray Wyatt to be a face, seeing how he's never really been in that role up until now? Well, yeah. I mean, that it almost seems like a no-brainer at this point to put him as a face because there's so many hills right now that are just dominating the scene. And Yeah, and when I read that the other day when they said that they were going to have to turn him hill because they have a lack of hills, my mind just exploded. I was like, are you serious? You have a lack of hills? No, you have a lack of faces. Who said they had a lack of hills? Somebody on the dirt sheets, man. One of them said that they had to make him face or had to make him heal because they didn't have enough strong hills. And I'm like, well, that's, I don't even, I can go down the list if you'd like me to. Um, I know you don't count Roman, but I'm sorry, he is. So, and you probably don't want to count Seth, but he is. And Jericho, I mean, you know, they don't have the faith to balance with these hills. I agree, and that goes back to what you were saying, that Luke Harper could be a great, you know, a great heel against the face Bray Wyatt, and we were talking about his motivation, that could be his motivation, that the closer he gets to the top, the closer he gets to Bray Wyatt and he gets to revenge. That would be one hell of a feud to kick off oh, between man. the two guys. Oh, absolutely. If you see Luke Harper just demolishing everybody in his path because they're in between him and Bray Wyatt. And then Eric Rowan was the guy that rode his coattail, so he takes them out first. I mean, it's just a great story. Poor Eric Rowan. I know. Well, Eric, Eric's always been the Larry Zabesco. We've always known he was the driver of the group. So, so alright, right, so final thoughts about uh, anything that we haven't covered on the dirt sheets or Anything coming up? We're right around the corner from Money in the Bank here, and Slammiversary is wrapping up. Uh, do we have the uh, results of the heavyweight title before we go out there? The heavyweight title is currently in the in the process of uh, being carried out. All right, sir. So we didn't get to that in time. Every other title thing we were able to cover is so their Slammiversary. If you missed it, there you go. We told you most of the winners. Uh, Overall, we might have to try to start covering TNA if it gets a little better like tonight's show was. 
I might have to give it a look or two. So, Brian, final thoughts. Final thoughts right now. Um, I'm curious to see what the buildup, any final buildup for uh, Money in the Bank is going to be. See if there really will be a seventh man added. And if Bray Wyatt finally returns tomorrow night as he is rumored to return. I completely agree, and that's where I'm looking at too, just looking ahead to Money in the Bank. Once again, we deepest condolences can go to the people in Orlando. Tragedies like this in America, we all just need to be bonded together in moments like this. So definitely that's where we want to send our thoughts at right now. Wrestling is always secondary when it comes to things like that. But at the end of the day, this is a wrestling show, and this is why you listen to us. So thank you once again. I want to thank everybody on Max Sports Channel at Power Station FM. Thank you for listening to us online at wrestlingoonsradio.blogspot.com. There you'll find all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google+. And you'll find us on iTunes, this or just hit like and subscribe. For Wrestling Goons Radio, I am Anthony Hammett, and this is Brian Compton for Between the Sheets. The Wrestling Goons Radio, the podcast without everything, without everything. We'll see you. We'll see you.